Welcome to the About Seth podcast, where we're talking all things Seth Godin. This episode is part one of my breakdown and review of Tribes by Seth Godin. This is an awesome book. It's a book about the new world of small, connected, motivated groups that want to work together to create a movement. There are tribes everywhere, and they're all looking for leadership. You are a leader. We need you. And as uh, the subtitle of the book is, We Need You to Lead Us. Now, and it's, a, it's a really good book. I really like it. So it's going to take me eight episodes to break this down in nice short chunks. And much like the previous book I broke down, Poke the Box, this is written in almost like uh, blog posts, almost like 300, 400 word little snippets. So I'm going to read the title and then give you my favorite bits from that section. So here's the first bit, and by way of definition, a tribe is a group of people connected to one another, connected to a leader, and connected to an idea. It seems human nature to need to belong to tribes. Human beings can't help it. We need to belong. Being a member of a tribe was one of the most powerful survival mechanisms we had. And we don't want to belong to just one tribe, but to many. If you give us the tools and make it easy, we'll keep joining. For a group to become a tribe, it only needs two things, a shared interest and a way to communicate. Tribes need leadership. People want connection and growth and something new, and a leader helps facilitate that. You can't have a tribe without a leader, and you can't be a leader without having a tribe. Tribes make our lives better, and leading a tribe is the best life of all. Tribes used to be local. Geography was very important for the formation of tribes, and tribes were generally confined to a specific village or city or workplace. But the internet eliminates that. As a result, tribes are getting bigger. More importantly, it means that there are now more tribes, smaller tribes, influential tribes, horizontal and vertical tribes, and tribes that could have never existed before. Tribes you work with, tribes you travel with, tribes you buy with, tribes that vote, that discuss, that fight, tribes where everyone knows your name. There's also been an explosion of new tools available to help you assemble and manage your tribe. There are literally thousands of ways to coordinate and connect groups of people that didn't exist a generation ago. But these tools are all worthless unless you decide to lead. It goes to waste if your leadership is compromised, if you settle, if you don't commit. The market needs you. We need you. And the tools are there just waiting. All that's missing is you and your vision and your passion. In search of a movement. Some tribes are stuck. They embrace the status quo and drown out any tribe member who dares question the authority and the accepted order. Think of small clubs or big charities or struggling corporations. They're stuck. They're creating less and less value and they're becoming boring. Each one of those stuck tribes is potentially a movement, a group of people waiting to be energized and transformed. A movement 
is many connected people working together, all seeking something better. The new, highly leveraged tools are making it easier than ever to make things happen, to get things done, and to create a movement. All that's missing is leadership. Tribes aren't so squishy anymore. Before the internet, coordinating and leading a tribe was difficult. It was difficult to get the word out, difficult to coordinate action, difficult to grow quickly. Today, instant communication makes things taut, not squishy. Throughout this book, Seth makes a few specific examples of tools and how you can use the internet. Now, it's important to note that as new technology is developed, the specific tools will change. It's also important to note that the real power of tribes has nothing to do with those tools and everything to do with people. You don't need a keyboard to lead. You only need the desire to make something happen. If you don't have that desire, don't panic. Sometimes it's best not to lead. It's okay to let someone else speak up and show you the way. The power of this new era is simple. If you want to lead, if you need to lead, if you feel you must lead, then you can. Leading is easier than ever. But if this isn't your right movement or not the right cause or not the right time, then then hold off. Generous and authentic leadership will always defeat the selfish efforts of someone doing it just because they can. The Opportunity There are tribes everywhere. Every one of them is yearning for leadership and connection. You have an opportunity to find a tribe or assemble a tribe and lead it. The question isn't, is it possible for me to do that? The question is, will I choose to do that? Without leaders, there are no followers. You are a leader. We need you. Something to believe in. Belief happens to be a brilliant strategy. Three things have happened at pretty much the same time. One, many people are starting to realize that they, ha- that they work a lot and that working on stuff that they believe in and making things happen is much more satisfying than just getting a paycheck and waiting to get fired or die. Two, many organizations have discovered that the factory-centric model of producing goods and services is not nearly as profitable as it used to be. Three, many consumers have decided to spend their money on things that aren't factory-produced commodities, and they've decided not to spend their time embracing off-the-shelf ideas. They've decided to spend their time and money on things that matter and things that they believe in. This is the world we live in now. These three changes point to the same outcome, and we have the leverage to make things happen, the desire to do work we believe in, and a marketplace that is begging us to be remarkable. But yet, in the middle of all of these changes, we still get stuck. Stuck following old rules. Stuck in industries that avoid or even actively fight change. Stuck in fear of what our boss will say. Stuck because we're afraid of getting in trouble. Stuck acting like managers and employees instead of the leaders that we could become. We're stuck embracing the old ideas of factories instead of the new world of tribes. It turns out that the people who like their jobs the most are also the ones who are doing the best work, making the greatest impact and changing the most. Suddenly, heretics, troublemakers and change agents are merely aren't merely thorns in our side. 
They are the keys to our success. Heretics are the new leaders. Heretics challenge the status quo. They get out in front of their tribes and create movements. The marketplace now rewards and embraces the heretics. It's clearly more fun to make the rules than to follow them. And for the first time, it's also profitable, powerful, and productive to do just that. Tribes give you leverage, and each of us has more leverage than ever before. I want you to think about the ramifications of that new leverage. I'm hoping you'll see that the most profitable path is also the most reliable, the easiest, and the most fun. Maybe, just maybe, I'll be able to give you a push on that path to becoming a heretic yourself. And that brings us to the end of part one of Tribes. There's seven more parts to come. I'm loving this book so far. If you want to grab a copy for yourself, head to aboutseth.com slash books. If you'd like to get a free copy of the free ebook called How to Sell a Book, which is based on Tribes here that Seth wrote, head to aboutseth.com slash free. Otherwise, I'll see you for part two. Thank you for listening to the About Seth podcast. I hope you learned something along the way. I strongly urge you to check out more Seth Godin. You could either buy one of his books, check out one of his TED Talks, or subscribe to his daily blog. Or go to aboutseth.com.